Welcome to the Hidden Acres Podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa. We're your hosts, Eric Smith and Taylor Muggy, and this is Season 3, Episode 12. It's an interview with the chapel speaker from our 2022 Sportsman's Retreat, mm. Zeke Pfeiffer from Central City, Nebraska. That's right. His messages were posted a few days ago. It should have been sometime last week. Uh, so if you haven't heard those yet, you can go back and listen to them right now. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Smoked Alligator. Are you scared of getting in the lake? Not anymore, thanks to the smoked alligator we ate at the 2022 Sportsman's Retreat. Did it come from our lake? We can neither confirm nor deny. Let's just say there's definitely not an alligator in our lake today. Right now? There's no alligator in the there's lake right no now? There's no alligator in the lake. How can you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I don't know how. Depends on if you see it later or in a while. Did you know that alligators can grow up to 18 feet? That's incredible. But most of them only have four. All right. <laughs> Smoked alligator, delicious and ferocious. And now, on to the interview with Zeke Piper. Welcome to the podcast, Zeke. Uh, first off, thank you for speaking this weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, how was it? Oh, I, I thoroughly loved it. I, I would say I enjoyed this this retreat as much as any uh, event that I've spoken at before. And 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 told my wife that I texted awesome. her a couple times and just said, "Boy, it's hard to put into words." Mm. I, I really sense God at work. Super so, cool. and I don't, I don't say that lightly. I don't wow. say that very often. So something special awesome. uh, happened here. Well, we loved having you. Uh, the interaction I saw with the guy, with the guys, uh, seemed like they were really impacted and they, I don't know. It, it just seemed like you did a great job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, um, I wish everybody could see what I was looking at. Yeah. When you're standing up at the front mm. and there are, I don't know, 550, that's guys, yeah. men, uh, and boys, mm -hmm. and nobody's talking mm -hmm. like nobody's playing games or falling asleep. Yeah. They were locked um, on. Yeah. It really, it really sensed like we were all there, uh, taking it seriously. Yeah. And that's powerful. That's super cool. Um, any highlights from the weekend other than that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's a, that's a, that's a hard question to answer because without a doubt, the highlights for me are the conversations I had with men and young men yeah. uh, after the talks, uh, where these are incredible people and mm -hmm. they're coming up to me and there's a look that we get in our eyes sometimes when we feel like the Lord just mm. uh, dealt with us, loved us. And they're coming up to me with that look and they're sharing some really really personal frontline stuff with me and it's super cool overwhelming it's like such mm. a privilege and by far that is that is i go home just thinking god you are so good why me mm -hmm. why did i get to be the yeah, one yeah. that that these men let into their lives that's my highlight and it just that's happened awesome. uh 10 minutes ago walking from the chapel to your yeah. office and, and in such a way i can't even describe it because mm. it's, it's so personal wow um but it's amazing. That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, so we're recording this uh, after your Sunday message. So right. the weekend is officially over. Right. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, what you do? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. I am. Uh, grew up in Lincoln. Uh, right now, we're pastoring a church in Central City, Nebraska. I've heard of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, you've been there. Uh, miss having you in Nebraska, but love what you're doing here. Um, but we've been in Central City uh, pastoring at the Heartland uh, free church, the FCA church there for, uh, it'll be 17 years wow. this coming July. 
and we awesome. didn't we didn't necessarily think we were going to be there that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing community, and God's just been at work that whole time. And it's hard to personally, uh, I just haven't wanted to step right. away from that. So we live in Nebraska. We actually live on a little acreage right off the Platte River. Uh, three kids, two dogs, one, one cat, cat named Dwight. <laughs> yeah, one cat. Morning. Yeah, one cat that's oddly kind of found a way into our hearts. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even say that, but um, yeah, we love where we're at, where we are and love our church. And yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. And what's been your history with Hidden Acres? Well, yeah, so I lived in Ames, Iowa. Yeah, that's uh, right. 2001 through 2005. And honestly, I, I was a sportsman back then. Uh, I was a college pastor. But the idea of speaking at an event like this would have scared me to death. <laughs> I came out to this event a couple times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and Terry Baxter spoke mm-hmm. and loved it, was uh, just kind of in awe of him. And so that's my introduction to the camp. And I've, I love the ministry of the camp. And I've... I've Appreciated working with the different directors. Ryan Graydon yeah. uh, is a friend. He's a sportsman. Good dude. He's a great guy. I, so I, Not just because he's my boss, but he's yeah, a genuinely a good dude. <laughs> genuinely a good dude. Uh, the book that I wrote in Pursuit, we did a, an online community with men and boys from around the country. Mm. We had a thousand people last year go through it. That's awesome. And I, I got to be a little selective with who I asked to be mm. uh, hosts with me. And Ryan Graydon was one of... I think there were seven of us that uh, hosted that. So I awesome. genuinely love him as a brother and a sportsman. So. Yeah, he's, he's really cool. So that's kind of how you got connected with speaking at this retreat. Yeah, I think Ryan. so. Okay. I think it was through that. Um, and then I spoke, I don't know, was that three years, four years ago? Something like I think that, it was yeah. the first time. Yeah, it's before I worked here. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was through Ryan. Cool, it's cool. So what gets you excited about a weekend like this, speaking to men, speaking to sportsmen, what, what gets you excited about this? Yeah, um, honestly, I, I love a lot about pastoral ministry mm-hmm. and speaking every Sunday morning to the family that I'm used to, and I trust them and they trust me, and I love it. That's yeah. just, I feel called to do that. There's something completely different about coming and doing this. Totally different. It is. Feel. It's totally <laughs> different. Um, I think what charges me up is it's, these are my best opportunities to speak to what I'm assuming are a number of people that don't know Christ yet. Mm. Uh, a number of people do, but I think in a room that size, uh, it feels like I'm really getting to invite a lot of people who don't know Christ into a relationship with Jesus. That's super cool. And and I need that. I need to... Hmm. That and, and these are just my people. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like they love the same things <laughs> yeah. I love. Um, Understand you know. kind of the same vocabulary. Oh, same, absolutely. Similar experiences. It yeah. takes so little. It, it can be a word yeah. that gets us on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I love all of it. I really cool. do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, speaking to the church is so, I mean, yeah, there's an evangelistic opportunity there obviously but yeah. also it's so much like building up the church strengthening the body absolutely that you've been called to lead absolutely over time and this is short term it's four messages yep a weekend yep super evangelistic it is yeah it is and and the way you just said that that's honestly uh probably what i like the most is at our church now i rarely share my testimony right most people know it yeah they know it from bits and pieces mm-hmm. of sermons it is so good for me 
to come to a place where I am starting from scratch yeah. and I just have, I get to tell the story <laughs> yeah. of how Christ changed my life. Yeah. yeah. We all need just a re- refreshing change. We do. An interruption every once in a while. Yeah. And that actually gets it. One of the things I think is the power of camp is the yeah. disruptive power oh, of yeah. camp. For We talk about it for campers, how it disrupts their daily lives, yeah. kind of rips them out of their comfort zone, puts them in this fun and safe environment, but it's also a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think the more I, the more I talk to pastors and speakers about that, the more I understand that it, it's also disruptive for them too. Yeah. I, I always think about it just from the campers perspective, but right. yeah, for you getting that kind of disruption from the routine. Oh, it's absolutely. Probably really good. Oh, it is. I mean, I, I don't feel nervous to preach on a Sunday morning mm. at all. It's like mm. having a family meal. Yeah. It, it truly is. Mm. When I come over here, there's a way I pray differently. Yeah. There's a way yeah. that I, I uh, feel, I wouldn't say I feel anxious, but I feel mm. a gravity yeah. uh, to the moment. And it is, it's just refreshing. It's yeah. humbling. Yeah. Um, it probably does make me anxious in ways cool. that make me more dependent on Christ. Yeah. And so, but it's good. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. The men's, the men's retreat yeah. speaker. Um, his name is Alex Tunnicliffe and he's a pastor up in Wisconsin. Right. Um, he said the same thing. He's like, I've only got four chances. Right. Like, this isn't like a, a church where it's like, well, if I don't hit it this week, this weekend, you know, right. I'm going to hit it next week or whatever. Like, you've got, th- this is like, it's that, that safety net Absolutely. Is, all, is removed. And it's like, I got, I got four shots to Absolutely. hit him with, with the gospel. I'm going to do everything I, I can to just, I, That's I got exactly, four punches. That's exactly <laughs> I got four how bullets in the chamber, so to speak. Yep. One of the things I like is uh, I like the idea that I'm coming over and I'm speaking to a group of people that I don't pastor. And there are things I can say and challenges I can issue. Yeah. Like, like we this talked morning. about this weekend. You yeah. Know, you need to be generous. Mm-hmm. You need to give your money. <laughs> you need to give your time. <laughs> That's right. um, and there's things I can say that if it were to my people, uh, it becomes a little bit complicated. Yep. I can say it here and... I just get to drive away hoping that it blesses all these churches yep. out here. And so. any, any sense of perceived selfishness yeah. is gone because it, it benefits you personally nothing, nothing if these guys go back and, and donate to their churches. It has Absolutely. nothing to do with you. No. That's incredible. I love it. How would you summarize your chapel messages from the weekend? Yeah. Well, we always kind of try to find a, a hook, yeah. right? A, a language. Um, and there's... And that's a real thing. So the language this weekend, I love the word pursuit. Uh, one of the books I wrote, In Pursuit, uh, I latched onto that, that phrase. But that, that word does connect with this group. Like, we're all here, whether it's the pursuit of fishing, bass mm-hmm. fishing, fly fishing, archery, uh, deer hunting. It's all pursuit. Yep. And we know what it means to have something we're running after and then really need to do the right things to get there. So really the, the, the four messages fall under that uh, banner of a life in pursuit of Christ, mm. walking with Jesus, having no person in our life we want to know better or imitate better than Christ. And toward that end, um, again, just kind of finding language for it, each one of the talks dealt with something that we have to trade in in order to for us to be on this pursuit. Yeah. So we have to trade in life for death, meaning mm-hmm. life with us at the wheel in control. 
uh, for being identified with Christ. He died for us, rose from the dead. We live for him now. We talked about uh, trading in independence for family. When we yeah. become a Christian, we don't have the option on the table, do I want to be a part of a church? Mm. When we become a Christian, we become the church. Yeah, you are in the church. Yeah. Are, yeah, and if you're not fully living as a member of a local church, you're not really, you're not going to have joy in the Christian life. We talked about exchanging religion for relationship. Uh, we were made to relate with Jesus, not just set up kind of religious checklists for our lives. And then we talked about we were saved into a mission. So we have to mm. exchange the idea of being on a playground, seeing life as a, mm. as a playground, for seeing life as an opportunity to, to care about people's eternities, and yeah. make sacrifices, and be on mission. And if it calls our very life from us, uh, we're all in. So those were the four, yeah, four ideas. That's yeah. cool, and they should have all been posted by the time this comes out. Okay. So if yeah. you if you're listening to this and you didn't catch those messages, you can go back and listen to them now. Yeah, you bet. Uh, have you seen our summer camp theme? I have not. Our theme this summer is no pursuit. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm just now seeing that. <laughs> That's, yeah, when we actually oh, it's right here too. When we uh, yeah, when you started talking awesome. this weekend, I was like. Wait, did he did he know about that? Is that just Not is that just clue. God's providence or is that Not a clue. I yeah, love so it. That's kind of our theme for the summer. I love it. It and fits it res- in nicely. Yeah, it resonates. I mean, a group of guys like that, you're not gonna appeal to them if you don't call them to something hard. Yep. That's um, right. Sportsmen don't become sportsmen because it's easy. Yep. We can go to the grocery store to get our food, <laughs> yeah. you know? You can buy venison. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> so um Venison is deer meat, right? Just it checking. Is, okay, got it. It is. And <laughs> Expose my ignorance. Yep, it is. And so there's something in a... To get back to the question, what do I love about this? Oh, yeah. I have an assumption when I speak at a retreat like this that I'm talking to men, young and old, who want to be on a pursuit, who want to be challenged mm. and, and aren't yeah. looking for the easy thing. That's good. And that's the Christian life. Mm. That's awesome. What encouragement did you gain from this weekend? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a... Phenomenal question. I'm, I'm really going back overwhelmed mm. by God. Um, probably going back a little tired. Good sure. Good night's sleep <laughs> yeah. tonight. But um, just from my own walk with Christ, my own faith, uh, it's impossible to even find language to describe all the ways that I saw God at work, mm. uh, that I saw him work through worship, through all of your staff. Mm. Uh, all, there's so much that goes into this, yeah. from setting up chairs to all the correspondence. I just, I saw him at work and that just, that there's something about that that fills my tank, mm. gives, deepens my faith. That's cool. So I'm going back just feeling close to the Lord, uh, encouraged in my own faith. Awesome. And, and missing Iowa a little bit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting. There's such a rivalry anymore between Nebraska yeah. and Iowa and I am, I bleed red, yeah. like yeah. no doubt. So I want to be really clear on that, but you're from Lincoln. I mean, it's good. I'm yeah, from you, don't, Lincoln. you don't really have a choice at that point. Yeah, Coach Osborne has been a, a friend and a mentor for me. I just I bleed red. Yeah, but he sometimes goes to your church, right? When he's he, yeah, yeah. he has. And I think I saw him there once when I was at Heartland. I think yeah, I saw yeah, Tom yeah. Osborne there, yeah. And he's truly just one of the men I've most respected my entire life. It's cool. But that being said, we lived in Ames. All three of our kids were born in Ames. We still have close friends here. Uh, it's a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. I do love coming here. Yeah. So I, people from not the Midwest always yeah. just, I think they think that Iowa, Nebraska are basically the same. 
um, you and I having lived in both places, yeah, we can tell you they're not they're not the same. Like they're not. There's a difference, uh, and and you can learn to appreciate the differences in both. You know, oh, absolutely. We can transcend exactly the, right. the politics of this <laughs> state boundaries. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. Like when I get to Iowa, uh, there's more hills. Yeah, there's more hardwoods, mm-hmm. and it's a different kind of beauty. But man, yep. it is it is beautiful. Yeah, Nebraska. When we moved to Nebraska. I missed Iowa beauty. I realized yeah. how much I missed Iowa beauty and I appreciated Iowa beauty more. And then the longer we lived there, the more I came to appreciate Nebraska beauty. Like, oh, yeah. it's a beautiful state. It is. It is. Uh, you told a lot of stories from your life this weekend. Why, why do you do that? Yeah. Well, I love the question. Uh, I, I mean, our life is, is a story. Mm. And uh, our life as Christians is one of the ways to say it is, is putting our story which is a small story, uh, into the Hmm. biggest, most glorious story ever. And I think that uh, we relate to stories. Hmm. And I think truth makes sense when it's connected to our story and it's connected to the the bigger story. And so I tell stories because I I just feel like that's how we think, that's how we connect. Um, We talk about these deep truths from the scriptures we have to. We need to. That's yeah. the that's the word of God. Uh, much of which is in story, but yep. form. But if we if we give our personal story of Christ saving us, changing us, and the scriptures give the the words of God to describe it, I think that's the best chance mm. that these men and boys have of finding their own story in it. So yeah. I don't know if I'm making yeah. making that clear, but. We all love stories, right? Like yeah. I love, I love to tell them. I love the way the room reacts. Mm-hmm. But then, when we're telling a story to illustrate a timeless truth from the scriptures, it just goes to a deep place. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus told parables so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Like, it, it hits you different when you can kind of visualize it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, he um, start to finish. He tells he tells us about who he is. And how much he loves us, and how far he'll go mm. to love us and redeem us to himself yeah. uh, through sixty-six books, many of which are in the genre of story, it's a narrative. Yeah, yeah, it's a narrative, and and that's his own doing, and we connect with that. Uh, I love I love stories in the Bible, but I think I think the idea that we share our own stories, we'll, sometimes we'll call them our testimonies. Yeah. Um, really honors him because we know that he loves us and our story has been in his hands mm-hmm. and he's made us that our stories relate to each other. I, one of the things I heard quite a bit this weekend is guys coming up and they're like, you're not going to believe this, but when you were talking about mm-hmm. your life, I was thinking about my life oh. and I would always say to him, I do believe it yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> right. I mean, that's happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me a story about their life, I'm constantly connecting yep. it to my life. And I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. So That's right. yeah, does yeah does your how do, I, I'm I know I I know your family has cer- almost certainly heard your testimony and sharing the the time growing up with them, and you're incredibly yeah. respectful like of your parents and yeah. honoring your parents. Right? Uh, do they? How do they respond? Do they I, like? I mean, they're not the they're not the bad guys of the story, obviously. No, but like they. I mean, how, yeah. How do they? Yeah. How's that work? How do they see that? Yeah. Boy, that's a really good question. Because um, they were kind of presiding over what you would probably call the the dark time, 
right? Yeah. I mean, the before Christ times, like, yeah. And they were, yeah, I, I, I love <laughs> I the question. Um, what, what I, what I would say about my parents and you're fine to include this for sure. Um, what I would say about my parents is that they have been really consistent in mm. their, uh, worldview and in their idea of what life is about what I mean by that is they really have given me a lot of freedom to figure out who I want to be, uh, what I believe is true. And there have been a number of times, both before I became a Christian and then becoming a Christian and after, uh, that I know that they haven't necessarily agreed yeah. with what I've done. But a part of their view of life is there has to be a lot of freedom for that, mm. even if I don't agree, and and I'm not I'm not trying to make this sound like it's all been easy. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, great conversations, hard conversations at times, trying to understand each other, um, but we're closer today than we've ever been, mm. and and I and I love them for that, yeah. and they love me, and I love them, and and so honestly, this. This is something I've thought a lot about uh, in the world today. Uh, we don't oftentimes truly love and enjoy conversation with people that we so strongly yep. disagree yep. with. Uh, we don't have that dialogue uh, oftentimes in a really warm way. I do with my parents, with my mom especially. And, and it's really helped me believe that we can, we can be so different. One can believe yeah. in God. One cannot believe in God. One can vote more progressive or liberal. One can vote conservative. And we can we can love each other. Yep. We don't have to shy away from the differences, mm -hmm. but we can still find a lot of common ground. Um, my parents and I, one of the common ground for us uh, that we come back to a lot is we love the outdoors together. Mm. And we do different things outside sure. sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they don't hunt. <laughs> yeah, they don't hunt. Um, but... You know, we've watched the sandhill cranes together. Yeah, uh, we've gone for walks on the plat together. We've found morel mushrooms together. Um, it's just there's enough of that in our lives that we can celebrate. Mm. No, that's cool. Yeah. Does that and does your background give you kind of a unique? I I, I feel like and and correct if I'm wrong. I feel like yeah. it gives you a unique heart. I, maybe maybe just openness to discussing difficult things with people who are different from you. Does it give you that, that kind of unique uh, outreach heart for outreach to like atheists and, and non-Christians, just people, non-churched people, like yeah. people who don't agree with you. Does that, Oh, I think it seems like, yeah, I don't know if it's unique from other people. I mean, each of our stories is unique, yeah. but I, my people that I grew up with that were either my parents or my parents, best friends were uh, a lot of times people that didn't believe in God. Mm-hmm that were intellectual, academic, tended toward liberal. And these were second parents, third sure. parents, close friends, people that still, when I see them uh, in Lincoln, when I go home, uh, light up. They, mm. They're so excited to see me and vice so versa. Cool. They're people, I guess what I'm saying is I genuinely love them. Yeah. And I also remember that prior to the moment I trusted Christ, I was right there. I was, I was, that, that's where I was. Mm. Like I was saved only by the grace of God. I didn't deserve it. And so I, I see, I see people that 
are a lot of times on the other side of the political aisle or may not share my faith. And my assumption is I'm going to love them. Yeah. And I do love them. And the more I would get to know who they truly are, the more I'd probably love them more. Mm -hmm. They need grace and mercy. Yep. Um, my hope is they discover it the way God helped me discover it. I do. I'm just gonna be really honest with you. I get really sad at, at times how we as Christians will turn it into us and them Yeah. and, and, and get really mad. Even though I know we're a lot of times standing on what's true, yeah, um, I feel like the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Mm. I feel like we really do need to stay focused on these are image bearers who are lost as I was lost, yeah. and and I want to love them. Yeah, and it, it maybe it's to answer your question, maybe it's easier for me to love sometimes right. because I grew up loving them, and I haven't had to. I don't have to tell myself love people like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times I've got faces with that. I've got people exactly. that I actually just love. Yeah. I was thinking, as, as you were talking, I was thinking maybe even a better way to put it would, is that it's harder for you to vilify atheists. It is. It is. Now, I care very deeply about ideas and political ideas. Yeah. And so I do get angry sure. at uh, ideas that I think hurt image bearers, hurt mm -hmm. society, or take the lives of, of pre-born children. Sure. You know, I, I'm not politically neutral. I have strong yeah. feelings about the ideas, but that's where our battle is. It's against, uh, it's against the spiritual forces and the ideas and the philosophies of the world. It's not against these people mm. that need Christ. Yep. And we're called to love, even so if good. they're on the other side. That's so good. I appreciate your heart for that. Uh, so this won't be released for a while, uh, probably till at least a week. Okay. Um, do you have any parting shots, any final reminders for guys now that they're, they, they've had the space of time, they've kind of gotten back into, into their routine. They've lost that disruptive power yeah. of camp. It's easy to speak to them while they're here, but right. now that they're home, they're back in the routine. Do you have any kind of just reminders, final yeah. thoughts for them? That's a great question. Well, listen, you and I have gone through this too. We call it a camp experience and there's kind of goods and bads with that. Yep. A lot of goods. Yep. Uh, I think we, like you said, we learn and we grow in ways when we go to camp, then we, then we would when we stay. That's right. Um, but one of the things about camp experiences that's notorious is that a lot of times we're really engaged and we're really at a certain place. And then we get back into life and two weeks later we're like, Oh man, I haven't done anything yeah. different. I changed like, it at all. Yeah, my heart was so engaged, mm -hmm. and now I'm back in the routines, and it's it's gone. Um, I I mean, I guess maybe one challenge would be um, two weeks out, three weeks out, a month out, go back, listen to the messages, mm. uh, sit down with your notes, sit down with the scriptures, yeah, and just keep keep praying. God, make this a new reality, not just something I went through three weeks ago, and. Yeah, I, I think that's maybe the best we can do. That's cool. Uh, you've written some books. You've got some resources yep. for people. Uh, how can people find you? How can they f find those resources? Yeah, a couple websites. One is uh, just the zekepiefer.com, and that's got, really, that's got everything on there. It's got sure. the books, and the, there's a website specifically for the curriculum for older men to teach younger men about manhood, and that's... Uh, thewildmountain.com. Okay. And they can go there too. And there's a way to contact me both through those two websites. 
So got it. I'll put both of those in the show notes. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a pen, you're in the car or whatever. Yeah. Uh, later on, open up the show notes and you'll have a link to both those websites so they Perfect. can be in contact with you. Perfect. Awesome. Anything else you want to say to the guys? No, I mean, what a weekend yeah. and I won't, for, I won't forget it soon. And, and, cool. uh, what a privilege, uh, man, to have that many guys allow me to speak for that much time. Uh, it was an incredible privilege for me and, uh, I won't forget it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks Zeke. Yeah. Thanks Taylor. Well, thanks again, Zeke. What a, what a great guy. He's a great guy. So thanks again for sitting down with me, Zeke. Sorry. You couldn't be there, Eric. We missed you. Did you though? I mean, I didn't. Yeah, Zeke right. probably did. He probably did not. A reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Smoked Alligator. Get over your fears by sinking your teeth into a ferocious sea beast today. To find out more about Hidden Acres, visit hacamps.org or look us up on social media. Thanks for listening and we'll see you at camp. All right, give me a second. I've got, I've got several queued up here. <laughs> Taylor, why don't alligators like fast food? Because they're slow? Because they can't catch it. That's not that good. No. Taylor, why don't alligators watch movies? Because they're dumb animals? Because they live in swamps. All right. <laughs>